This is New Home Insights, the John Burns Real Estate Consulting Podcast. I'll be your host, Dean Worley. As the title promises, we're going to bring you insights into everything housing, the latest trends, innovations, observations, and issues of the day. We'll bring in colleagues here at John Burns and also some major industry players from all across the country. This podcast is going to be quick, fun, but also hopefully make you think. So see you here every couple of weeks. Now let's get to it. episode of New Home Insights by John Burns Real Estate Consulting. I'm your host, Dean Worley. Today I have a panel, a panel of millennials. We're going to start here on my left with introductions. Uh, this is Kate Seabaugh. I'm a manager in the research group in Irvine, and I am an older millennial. I am Michaela Sharp. I'm a consultant at John Burns Real Estate Consulting, and I am a younger millennial. Brag. <laughs> I'm Kyle Zier. I'm a manager with John Burns Real Estate Consulting, and I am the oldest millennial of the group. <laughs> Not by too much. But Barely a millennial. Yeah. So today, as you can tell, we have a group of millennials, and we're going to talk really just about how millennials perceive, are impacted by, and see the housing market, both for sale, maybe a little rental as well, by necessity. Are by choice, and so let's start right off the bat. What? First of all, actually, what do you think of the word millennials? Would you rather be, I don't know, the come at me bro generation, or <laughs> do you like the word? Is it offensive? Is it is it okay? I can't speak to that. I don't mind it. I know that there's some stereotypes around the word, but I don't really mind being called a millennial. I think every millennial likes to think that they're not the typical millennial. But it's like yeah. if every single one isn't the typical millennial, it's like you kind of all are right. in some ways. There's no. Kyle, you're fine with it? I'm totally fine with it. Right on. So let's just talk in general. You know, how are you thinking? How much are you thinking? I, I know I know. we work for a real estate consulting company, so that's hard. But outside of professional, personal, and not just you two, your friends as well, how much do you think about, how much do you talk about housing, the difficulties, the challenges, et cetera? Just, just how do you approach it? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I am the youngest of the group, brag again. But mm-hmm. most of my friends, it's not really even a consideration other than I can't do it anytime soon. Um, I'm a little bit, probably because of the real estate industry, looking at it a little bit more, I think I like to get an idea of what's out there so that when I am ready, I'm not passing things up because I'm waiting for something better. That makes sense. So I'm an older millennial. I would say up until recently, I didn't really give much thought to it. It was always like a longer term goal that I wanted to eventually be a homeowner. But I really think the life stage stuff kicked in for me, just getting more comfortable with where I was with my job and feeling more comfortable that I would stay in Orange County for a longer period of time. I think for a long time, job flexibility was one of the main reasons that I would rent. And I think that that's a big trigger for a lot of older millennials, just more the life stage stuff. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've always had a, a desire to own a home and, you know, I've been looking the last few years, but most people know Orange County is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the major concerns. And I'm actually one of those millennials who's lived at home for, or lived at home, I don't live at home anymore for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, who does that? But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad, I, you know, you still have your freedoms and parents kind of leave you alone, but mm-hmm. you can save a lot of money and still yeah. do the things you want and have a good lifestyle at the same time. But that could, yeah, is that a great thing on your Tinder profile? Maybe. No, it doesn't work so well on that. <laughs> 
There are some drawbacks. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, in terms of, um, I mean, what do you see then? I, I guess maybe a little, and we should be careful, by the way. We're in Orange County mm-hmm. here. I'm not, but you guys are. So we want to be a little sensitive to that. It's a, it's a very expensive mm-hmm. market, so that's coloring some of your uh, your feelings for sure. But so you're. I'm so I'm from. This is Kate. I'm from the Midwest, and I've lived in the Southeast and Texas before I moved out to Orange County. And I would definitely say that my friends in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I'm from, and, and in those more affordable areas already are homeowners or are thinking about it, and it really is more of a life stage thing. But I know a lot of people who already own homes and did so in their mid-20s. So I think the affordability component, obviously, is a factor, too, There are as parts, well. of the, parts of the country where it is that even if it's life stage motivated, it's still it's just attainable more quickly sure, yeah. in your life than it is here. So, or, or I should say any any coastal or any other expensive market, mm-hmm. high, high poor affordability market. So is, is it fair to say that the, the goal there is still to own a home and are still, you and your millennial friends, that's still what you want to do? Yes, I think I so. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. So the big question is then, what are, as a millennial, and being careful to, to remember that we're in a high-priced market, what, what are the, the, the biggest obstacles, challenges you see ahead to, to homeownership? I think affordability, obviously. I know you just mentioned a yeah. high price market, but that's the number one challenge, I think, for us. Yeah. I would say down payment. I think one of the things is we get stereotyped as not being great savers because we spend money on concerts and experiences and renting. So being able to get enough money for a down payment, which plays into the affordability component, you know, right. part of it, too. The down payment is brutally difficult, especially as a catch-22, right? You in a high-priced area, that's high-priced mm-hmm. rent, too. Yeah, unless exactly. You, unless you live in your mom's basement and sacrifice your Tinder pro. <laughs> <laughs> but you did mention, I'm sure, you know, yes, live with parents, but they're heavy sleepers. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's important. Okay, I mean, is that, is it a down payment? Is it just pure price? Is it both? I would agree with the down payment, trying to pay rent in a high-priced area mm-hmm. while you're saving at the same time is really difficult. And there's just a lot more things nowadays that you spend your money on monthly with your smartphone and your Netflix subscription, all these boutique gym memberships. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people really didn't used to have to spend a ton on that now seem like necessities to us, even though they aren't. That's and we're true. finding, uh, in, in terms of the demographics, that especially in high-priced markets, that homeownership entry level starts later. But the, the trade-off is that they have had longer to earn more income mm-hmm. and maybe save more. But, you know, in, in places where I, I do a lot of my work in the Bay Area, and, and yet their, their down payment might be $250,000 for a townhouse. And how do they do that? They do that because they cash out Google stock, yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. things like that. That's not, in most markets, that's not an option. So I, I, I do think down payment is, is a huge hurdle mm-hmm. for one of the biggest ones. Anything else that... that you, you see? I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, but I do feel like there's this stigma around job flexibility and kind of life flexibility. And when you own a home, it like kind of ties you more to that area. And I think people in our generation like the flexibility of being able to move around and travel and find, you know, different experiences. And I don't, I, that, for me, that was a big thing. I don't know if you, and I think some of my friends as well, that's also a motivator too, is like, oh, do I want to stay here? Do I want to move mm-hmm. to New York? Or do I want to move to Chicago or wherever? So I don't know if you guys are finding that 
either, or if that's just more well, specific to me. Travel too, right? Yeah. I, 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 millennials, again, a stereotype is they, they, they're very travel hungry. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to eat pray love at some point. <laughs> <laughs> when I think a lot of people say they want to someday move to a big city like New York or San yeah. Francisco, and maybe they'll never actually do it, but once you buy your house, you're kind of locking yourself right. into that idea that you never will. Gotcha. Sort of is like the end of... To me, it seems a little bit like the end of like childhood and kind of like the flexibility of being in your 20s and kind of having, being able to move around. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird at like no, that. that. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. But, you know, I think once you get past your mid 20s, you kind of get over that. Yeah. I know, I know most of my friends who are late 20s, early 30s, if, you know, they're ready to settle down. I would agree with that. And at some point, it, it gets awkward. So I'm just looking to be flexible. You're 49. <laughs> <laughs> and you're yes. How, okay, in the for sale world then, what is it, what most appeals to you? What, what, is, the, what is the goal there? Are, are, are you super realistic because, because where you live? Are, are, you know, what, what are you looking for? You most mean in the near term? product type? Yeah, product type, okay. type of house, place. Are you, looking, are you saying only new? Or let's say new. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's say new. Because I like resale. Well, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Uh, do you think there is a bias, again, generationally, for new versus resale? I think so. Yeah. Which I way? Think, I think our generation is a lot more about getting a good deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And, I and resale is a better deal. Yep. Um, same as buying a so new car. Everyone, I'm, I'm always into the just a tiny bit used, so you get right. the, the price lower, but... But I feel like that's a that's a stereo that's like a reverse stereotype. I think a lot of people think the millennials want the fanciest, coolest mm-hmm. thing, and like especially when it comes to like tech gadgets and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I do think with housing, just for the affordability component mm-hmm. too, it res- I mean I've I've looked myself in resale, and I know most of my friends have bought resale. That I, I, you're right. That is a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a reverse stereotype. I, that surprises me. And you all agree with it pretty readily. Well, and it's, it's like a brag now. You ask, you tell any girl like, oh, I like your jeans. And they're like, oh, it was $20 at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's a brag? Yeah. <laughs> Getting Walmart, a great right. deal is a brag. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. No, I picked them up off a uh, street person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at these, these That's yeah, the brag. ultimate brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying something? Yeah, I mean, just back on that topic, I, I think that I, the goal for me would be to own a single-family detached home with a backyard and, you know, a place for a dog and kids to play, but in this market, it's just not realistic, so, yeah. you know, I'd be willing to settle for a townhome or something cheaper and more affordable mm-hmm. that I could actually afford. Yeah, and again, we see that in all the urban expensive markets, you know, again, going back to the Bay Area, it, it, the new home sector is completely dominated by attached fairly dense housing because it's the, the single family, what you just described, you know, right. two mil, three million, is just not realistic. Yeah. Again, what, what you said, Kate, in the middle, in other parts of the country, little they probably have different product preferences because their preferences are being driven by mm-hmm. what they know is realistic. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I think something too to think about is uh, in the mid, I'm from the Midwest, and so when I came out to California where everything is new or like in Irvine, everything's 20 or 30 years old. I like actually don't like that stuff because I'm so used to older communities. And I think coastal areas attract a lot of people from the Midwest or from Texas that want to get into the California sunshine or, you know, whatever. So I do think there is, I've even talked with Caroline, another person at John Burns about this. She's from the South 
southeast and she likes older communities too so it was a little bit of a culture shock i, I guess literally just talking with her about that uh, today with caroline I, I'll, I'll do a movie reference now that none of you will be old enough or young but you know i'm talking about to, mm-hmm. to get as a movie with steve martin called la story where it's la and he had mm-hmm. he's with, with someone from not la and he's, he's bragging some of these homes are more than 20 yeah years old. <laughs> so yeah well, it's just funny because out here you don't see old houses with lawns or anything. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just because land's so expensive and yeah. it's just what the design is, I guess. What are some of the trade-offs then when you're thinking about housing? And you can, you can make this a little broader too. Thinking about rental too, for sale, resale, a new home. You know, like, like is saving money or lifestyle or amenities or mobility? Are you, are you thinking about all those things, all those you know, how are you calculating those? So I feel like I've touched on this a few times. For me, it was mobility. That's why I've always rent, I've rented in a few different cities just because I didn't know where I was going to be for my job and where I was going to be next. Um, and I think also amenities in apartment complexes are definitely attractive, but you, I've only used the pool at my apartment complex like five times. But like mm-hmm. it's something like, oh, when people come in, and I have visitors or when I drive in, it's like, oh, this is so beautiful and I love this like feel, but I don't actually like use the amenities, which yeah. is kind of silly, but because you're paying for it. You sure are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that is something you hear that a lot with, um, and, and maybe again, it's just being realistic in terms of what they can afford, but some millennials, a lot of millennials I, 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 we found in our consulting really do want that, that they're staying in the rental area, the rental mm-hmm. space for the amenities, for, for it's really a lifestyle choice. Not, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a mobility factor there, but a big chunk of it is the lifestyle choice and they can't get that, you know, social interaction scene in, in the for sale environment they can in the rental environment. Right. I think you can get it in the new home for sale market. I mean, there's a lot of amenities there with pools and stuff. So like in a, in a master, in a master plan, plan. Yeah, in a master plan, you're paying, you're paying for, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any, any other trade-offs or any other kind of, when you think about how among housing alternatives? Do you have any? No? I mean, living with my parents. <laughs> so you're saving though. Yeah. yeah. And I think I would live with my parents until I can get what I want. Um, in terms of housing, I'm not really willing to give up a whole lot. I don't want to move super far out and pay a million dollar yeah. Uber anytime I want to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's interesting that you just said million dollar Uber rather than have to drive in the freeway forever. No, because that's, that's not realistic. A, yeah, I know, but but trust me, I, I my generation would not have said. Yeah, exactly. I, I, know, I know in part because Uber didn't exist. Yeah, I understand that. But you know, it's just even now you wouldn't think that. But it, that that's okay. Well, I, what do you think of things like driverless cars and stuff like that? Do you think that'll open up you to other parts of a, of a metro area that maybe weren't option an option before? <clears throat> I don't know because you still have to sit yeah. in the car. Yeah. Still get, it still takes you forever yeah. to get there. Even so you're if, just a princess who wants to. Yeah. <laughs> so are you only? Would you only go coastal or like stay kind of in the area you're in? Um, no, I would. I would branch out a little bit more. I don't think I'd be willing to give up certain things like a garage. Yeah. Okay. Um, I choose location over like driving to qualify. I mean, same. I, was, I grew up with my, you know, living in Chino Hills, and my mom would commute to Irvine, and she sacrificed so much family time just mm-hmm. sitting in traffic to yeah. go to work. And you know, I think the younger generation has kind of learned their lesson from their parents. That's in uh, that aspect. That's exactly. That's literally was my next question. Is that is that is it going to be 
like it has for past generations where life stays dictates eventually, maybe it's later for millennials, mm -hmm. but eventually mm -hmm. life stay, stays di dictates exactly what you were just talking about, Kyle, is I am hearing that no, it might not this time, that this time might really be different, you think? In other words, when you still have that attitude, even when you have, let's say kids, will you still favor that location and being a close area over the, the product or the, the schools that you might be able to get further out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd take a townhome in Orange County versus a, a detached home in the Inland Empire. Same. Yeah, just, yeah. just so I could spend more time with family. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on the road all day. Are you bagging on the 909? <laughs> hey, I grew up in 909. <laughs> Kate, we, we, we. Uh, I would agree with that for sure. I'm in the market myself, and I'm only really looking at coastal areas, yeah. even if I'm going to get a smaller unit, just because, again, I'm not from California. Maybe you two Californians feel differently. But for me, it's like if I'm going to live in California, and probably a lot of transplants feel this way, I'm going to get the most experience and be in the most beautiful coastal location I can possibly afford. Um, or I might as well just go save a lot of money and live in St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Kayla? I think um, being near family is also incredibly important yeah. location wise uh, for me especially when I do have kids I would hope to continue working and I'm going to need their help watching yeah. them and I think that kind of ticks off the need for amenities as well because they live in a community with a pool if I need to go to the pool <laughs> I can yeah. just bum off of them some yeah. more it's a good attitude Michaela. <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna bum off your parents until you get just the perfect house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really and then continue it. to bum some more yeah. when I need yeah. yep. free like babysitting. That's, that's, that's how they like it. Mm -hmm. How about okay, how about the economy? as Kate said earlier, being sort of secure in her job has mm -hmm. led her to think about buying. How about from what happened in the last recession or, or going forward, what happened to the, the, the last housing market downturn was the worst since the mm -hmm. Great Depression. Has that colored how you look at that for sale? Yes, definitely. But I think for me, uh, I do think prices have recouped. And so that's scary to think that you're, you potentially might be buying at like a terrible time. But I think if you look at it from a long-term perspective, it still makes sense because you're not just paying a landlord, you're investing in your own equity. Mm -hmm. So it definitely is a scary thought though. And for a while I was hoping there, I was almost hoping that there would be a market correction so I could get in at a better price point. I said that too. Yeah. But I hope that. Yeah, yeah I bit, hope, so. I was yeah. hoping that the market almost crashed again, <laughs> but I was like, I don't see that happening. So I might as well just get in. Before. So just to be clear, it was Kate who said she's hoping. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm not hope. I mean, for my own personal. Yeah, no, no, we heard you, Kate. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're but, not making it better. But it's it's not good. I mean, it's it could go either yeah. way because that also that, you know, that has an effect on all of our jobs too mm -hmm. and the surrounding you know yeah. housing market and everything. But it would be. Yeah, I do feel a little bit like if you bought now, you'd be buying at. At the top. Yeah, yeah which no, is a scary buy. feeling. And I think in my lifetime, that recession is the only real recession that I like, remember. And mm -hmm. so when I think recession, that's kind of what I envision, like that's the a, worst possible yeah, case a, scenario. That's a great point. And I think we have a little bit different take just from being in the industry. But the fact that we're even still scared of it and we know yeah. everything going on around it, people that aren't in the industry and just know that, associate that with housing might be even more afraid of it. That's a good point. I mean, you're right though. John Burns, we're, we're 
projecting a pretty mild when there is an eventual re- recession it should be a hiccup mm-hmm. not 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 nothing like that but the lesson learned is this ahistorical apparently ser- serious mm-hmm. significant recession Kylie do, do no, I, I think they covered it pretty well. You but sure? I think the only thing I'll add is, I mean, interest rates still play a part, and they're still really low historically. You know, my parents probably bought their first home when rates were 12 15%. So it's mm-hmm. still a good investment in terms of that, but prices are kind of hard and high right now, and that, that does play into my decision to not buy at this point. Mm-hmm. How about a horrible stereotype about millennials that I'm going to propagate? Uh-oh. Is this, no, it's, uh, who, who here has taking care of a home when you did you mow the lawn did you did you weed honestly did, did you were you guys doing that when you were you know teenagers whatever i i, I used to have a little landscaping business in high school really? so i'm weird <laughs> yeah. i'm weird i'm weird um, <laughs> i mean the reason i said this because is because again this is i know this is potentially a gross stereotype of, of millennials <laughs> but is there a concern that you're going to want to do all the upkeep and taking care of a house that you don't have to do in the rental space. Totally. Yes, definitely. Which I think is a reason that a lot of millennials gravitate more towards like condos or things that, you know, where there's an HOA or something. I mean, especially for your first house. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can live close enough to Kyle. He can come mow your lawn because he <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because he was a teen entrepreneur. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm probably the oddball millennial. I mean, I actually enjoy that stuff. I can yeah. do a lot of things around the house, so it doesn't really scare me. Um, it's actually like a money-saving thing for yeah. me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't. I'd no. rather be like eating avocado toast somewhere. Right. The other stereotype, of essentially, with with millennials, at least in bigger metro areas, is that you you you're still going to want to gravitate towards those cool amenities and you know places to eat, entertainment mm-hmm. venues that you've always been going to. That's why I mentioned Uber, by the way. You know, even if you move a little ways out, maybe not. You know. 100 miles away, mm-hmm. but moving a little ways out, yeah. Uber makes going back to those cool amenities, even on weeknights, but on the weekends, a much easier thing than it was yeah. 10 years but ago. But the price goes up exponentially. Yeah, you're harping on the Uber price, aren't you? A little bit further out. Well, because it's something that I've noticed a lot, and I discuss with my friends a lot when they're deciding where they want to rent. It's, okay, well, how much will the Uber back to Newport Beach cost <sighs> wow. me? Okay. And yeah. it's like you go another 10 minutes out, and you're paying another 10, 20 bucks. Each way. Each way. I thought about that. And you five don't want to pay more right? for the Uber <laughs> than the actual. It's <laughs> going out five nights a week. Active. All right. So, okay. One, I'm going to ask you one last question here. If you could move anywhere in the world, money was no object, oh, where would you live? Kate, go. I love Wonder. Orange County, so I'd probably live in Laguna Beach. If I could afford a really nice place in Laguna Beach, that's where I'd be. With a nice view? Mm-hmm. Water? Yep. All right. Kelly? I think I would second Laguna Beach, except for the fact that there's only that one yeah, kind of some road traffic. that gets yeah. there. And if you go in the summer, sometimes you're backed up. Yeah. I might I might sometimes. say Irvine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you disappointed an entire generation. I know. I'm sorry. It's not a popular opinion <laughs> among people my age. But... Uh, Worse than Hitler. <laughs> to a lot of millennials. Irvine's Irvine. cool. I mean, I like Irvine. It's a nice area, but beach, coastal, you yeah. wouldn't. Where are you going to go in Irvine for unlimited? 
I don't know, but just just to be close to close to work, really short wow. commute. Yeah, and then close to my family. Okay. All right. So, so mooch off. Yeah, exactly. How do I mooch if yeah. I'm that far away? Think about the. He Uber just price. said money is no object, and you're like thinking about work <laughs> and all this stuff. Your mom Ubers to you to help you. That's out. true. Yeah. Get an okay. I'd be somewhere in the mountains, preferably in a state with. Low or no state income. There you go. Wow. You sound like a militia. Right? <laughs> you, you might be thinking Idaho at this point. Maybe. Okay. Right. 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 We've learned a little about Kyle here. <laughs> Michaela. Michaela's a moocher. Kyle, the uh, future revolutionary. He likes mm-hmm. a red dawn, apparently. And Kate is going to live on the beach. Kate gets yep. my vote on, on where to live. That's, yep. uh, I, would, I would probably do that, too. It's All interesting. Right. None of you said, like, I don't know, France or something like that. Yeah. I don't speak French. Yeah. All right. right. Well, let's recap real quick for our discussion with millennials and housing. We found that, yes, price makes the for sale market, at least for sure, seem pretty unattainable or at least difficult or at least far from the future. Admittedly, we might be a little colored there by being in Southern California here. That obstacles other than affordability include down payment and the lack of being mobile and flexible once once you purchase a home that millennials are interested in, a, in getting a good deal over maybe even over a new home, which surprised me. And that trade-offs in, in, include uh, mobility, as we talked about before, and that location is pretty darn important, even over the idea of drive to qualify to get in that family-friendly home. You're, you're gonna be much more concerned about where you live and how close you are to work and friends and things like that. Does that sound fair? Yes. Yep. All right, good well, summary. I appreciate our panel. It's Kate, Michaela, and Kyle, I'm Dean. You can find us on uh, our website, realestateconsulting.com. Our Twitter is at JBREC, at JBREC. And as Richard can tell you, we're on MySpace. For you guys, for you millennials, we're on MySpace, and I believe Instagram. And um, I think we'll be on Twitter as a company, which makes no sense. All right. So thank you for listening. Until next time, we'll see you then.